Good morning and welcome to the Results Club. If you want to achieve extraordinary results in your life and business, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Liat Horovitz, and as a results coach, I help driven, high-performing humans identify and achieve the results they desire. On this show, I will be sharing inspiring interviews with some of the most interesting experts and thought leaders out there, as well as strategy tips, mindset tools, and motivational resources that you need to achieve the results you want. Our journey to success starts here. Welcome to the club. The power of the internet brought a very special person into my life. Meet Sarah Arnold Hall. She's a high-performance coach based in New Zealand, and what drew me to her is her unique and engaging content and her approach to getting stuff done. Join me in this episode as I go deep with Sarah on how to take action, stop procrastinating, and so much more. Here we go. Hi, Sarah. You know, when we go on our calls, I'm just going to go straight into it. When we get on our calls and we chat and we DM each other and we voice note each other and we get on our, our mentoring calls, it's like such a like ray of light in my life. So thank you for being here. I'm so appreciative. Thank right. you. Thank you. I want to share with people, first of all, how we met. And I'm going to give you a quick intro and then I'm literally handing it over. So whoever is watching, welcome. I am beyond thrilled to get to share this space with this amazing human being, Sarah Arnold Hall, who I happened to come across a few months ago, thanks to the power of social media. I, uh, through my coach, she's actually South African. She's in South Africa. I'm based in Canada. And she told me about someone who I should connect with on LinkedIn and follow her content. I followed her content. She reshared a piece of your content, Sarah. And when I saw it, it was one of your like infographic, brilliant, brilliant pieces of content. And I was like, who is this girl? I need to know who she is. Followed you, started stalking you, reached out to you because that's what I do. I DM people and that's how we go and we network. And then we realized between this like quick connection, you were so open about it and so gracious with your time and your energy. We realized how aligned our values and our goals are with our business. And so we've created this really sweet, beautiful little friendship. And then you ended up going to a conference that I was at too, virtually. And we've been friends and I guess colleagues ever since. So it's a beautiful thing. And thank you for joining. Such a joy to be here. <laughs> no, Such right. So let's take story. a moment and like you get to share who you are, what you're doing and how you are helping people so incredibly in the world today. I am Sarah. I am a high performance coach. I help people achieve impossible goals and take action on them. Mm. I help people stop procrastinating on the thing that they, that truly lights them up, that they're really excited to go after, but they just can't get themselves to actually do it because that's where I used to be. I used to struggle so much with having big dreams and kind of starting, but not having the momentum and not creating the actions that were actually needed to create a final so result. powerful. And I think every single person can resonate with that. No matter how high achieving they already are, everybody can relate to that. So it's why your content is so relatable. That's brilliant. But who were you before this? Who were you before becoming a high performance coach? I, I mm. 
like I was always a coach at heart. I would, I remember when I left university, I was given like a little certificate. We were all given like informal, like most likely to, and mine was like most likely to inspire. And it felt like something really obvious that I should do is coaching, but I just didn't know about coaching. So I was, um, I was in philosophy and psychology and then I went into social media and then I went into any job I could possibly get in order to make my business work. So I answered <laughs> phone calls about cats all day, like lost cats for hours and hours every day just to like make enough money to survive to make my business work. So before I was always ambitious. I just didn't have the tools to get myself to follow through on anything. And really I believed I could do it, but I just didn't know how oh. to get myself to do it. Like with everything. It, I mean, just like so any what, goal that what I had. was the shift? What made the change? How did you get there? Yeah. So it was definitely gradual, but the, but the big key things were when I decided I was going to blog every day for two years. So over that journey of blogging daily for two years, I became someone who could really trust myself to do it. And the reason I chose two years is because I read this blog post that said that by showing up every day for two years, you're going to show yourself that your goal isn't microwavable. And most people aren't, you don't want to do that because they want the microwavable version. And, I, and it just hit me. I was like, oh, that's it. I wanted the microwavable version. I didn't want to have to do the work. I, secretly, I just kept looking for the magic pill everywhere. Like, how can I get the quick version? And so I decided I was going to talk every day for two years, which I instantly <laughs> regretted. Um, but I did it anyway. Okay. <laughs> and I think that's part of the key, right? Like you have to know that you're going to dread your goal. You're not going to feel as good as you. In fact, the, the probably the time you're going to feel the best about your goal will be when you set it, not even when you hit it, because by yeah. the time you've hit it, you, you, yeah. you believe that, that you're going to hit it the moment before you hit it. So it's really the time you set the goals. Like goal setting feels so good. And then goal getting feels terrible. So I, I will part just add so, to that, that yeah. I listen to your podcast. I love your content. We're going to get to that. But what I love, one of the things I love the most is your blatant honesty about the reality of being a high performer, of going out and crushing and setting these big goals for yourself is that it's not always rainbows and butterflies and it's not always easy and you have the difficult times and that is normal. I think that there's been a lack of narrative on that point that, you know, waking up at 5 a.m. and like doing the morning routine and setting the goals and then like nothing getting your way is how it's supposed to be, which it is not. There is no humanly possible way that it can be like that. So you shed that very refreshing light on that fact. And I love that. Thank you. I, I feel like I can't not because it's so much of my truth. My experience is that actually goal getting doesn't have to be hard. It just, in fact, I read, I don't like the word hard because it gives the power to the, the goal rather than giving the power to you. I, uh, for right. the it, like, it requires effort, like where you take back the power. But I think it is effortful to go after goals. And I think we can make it as easy as mm. possible. And oftentimes we make it too hard for ourselves on purpose. Like when I started business, I was like, I need to have business cards and a website and I need to have like printed t-shirts and like, I need to have a logo and a funnel and a sales page and be on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Like, and it was just like overwhelming. Right. I made it so hard when I, mean, I could have just gone and spoken to a person. Oh, like, do you need my help? My goodness. Like, can I help you? A hundred percent. And I was literally coaching a new client this morning and she mentioned the few things that she thought she needs. She needs to have more followers on Instagram, maybe have a website da, 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 and, and like improve her personal brand. 
And I was like, you need none of that. And she kind of looked at me as if to say, what do you mean? (laughs) And then I explained it to her in exactly the same way that you're saying it. Like if you just connect with a person and share and resonate with what they're going through and then offer to help them because you're just this much ahead of them, that is what it's about. It's creating relationships and offering value. Never mind all the other things to start. Yeah. I love that. And I can be, I can vouch for her that followers are not it. Because when I first started my business, I had 17,000 followers and I didn't get business for two years. Just having followers doesn't mean anything. What I have with my followers now is I have connection. My followers are now people I actually know. And I don't know all 30,000 of them or whatever it is now, but I do feel like I create connections even if they, even if we don't know each other perfectly. But I think the key is really about relationships and friendships and not about building followers. Cause you could have, I know people who have 200 followers and they have a million dollar business and it's, they, that's all they have. They, they don't have any email list or they don't do any other marketing. They just know. Like oh, I love that. People. And this is something that right up front, I think you and I bonded over. I mean, if you had to look, I was looking back on our DM history and it's it's voice note after voice note after voice note like I would send three and then you would send four and then I would send four more this is how we communicated in the beginning and I just remember feeling so aligned on our values because this is what we both believe is at the core of truly having an impact on people and helping them because that's what we do as coaches that's really what it's about it's not about giving the answers it's not about you know, defining the strategy for them or giving them the mindset tools. It's about really getting to know the person and what they need and meeting them where they are and then being able to coach them on that. So we're so aligned. I love that. Okay. So we both attended this conference, me virtually, you were in person. I had total FOMO. I was like, if I was there, Sarah and I would be sitting together and having so much fun. So instead you DM me and like kept me in the loop for those three days, which was so kind. But I remember there was one thing that we both had the exact same aha moment about. And I wanted to share this because I think so many of my clients and I'm assuming your community as well will resonate with this. We both had the same takeaway, which was that we both felt we were playing small and that we wanted to play so much bigger in the space. And it's not about money. It's not about revenue. It's about owning who we are and being able to go out there and create the impact and the rest will follow. And so I want to know from you since then, because that was in November, what do you think has changed for you? And how have you decided to like step into this playing bigger? Okay, so in November, I had declared in front of everyone that on stage that I wanted to make a million dollars in one year. And I realized all that was holding me back was the fear of judgment, like what will people think, particularly like family and friends, I think more than strangers. What would people think if I, if I went after that kind of goal? And I decided my biggest thing leaving that event was I want to embrace judgment I want to run towards it and I want to not just like be okay to feel it but I'm like bring it judge me like everyone judge me as hard as you want because I realize like I don't get to decide anyone else's thoughts anyway they get to decide their thoughts but I get to decide what I think they're thinking so I'm just going to start thinking that they're thinking good things about me and I'm going to embrace any judgment that I think that they're thinking and that's fine so the difference now is that I've told everyone I'm going to make a million dollars and documenting my journey on how I'm doing that. So um, I know that I, my goal is to do it in one year by the year 2025. Yeah. I realize I need to be in it now. 
So I'm also doing it now because I don't want to think that it's like happening in the future. I want to be like in the middle of making a million dollars. So I'm doing that now. And that's how I'm playing bigger. Oh, do I love that? I love that. I know that like revenue goals are exciting and inspirational for some, but triggering and frustrating for others. And so we each can share what we want to share. And I totally am supportive either which way, but I just will tell you that we had a moment where we watched some person trying to achieve a specific goal. I know you podcasted about it and then he is a client of yours, but that concept of just making a decision that you're going to go after a number or a goal, it doesn't even have to be a number, a goal that seems audacious and crazy, but like a little bit exciting and a little bit like, Hmm, could I do that? That kind of goal is so freaking awesome. And when you step into that mindset and you open yourself up to the possibility of surprising yourself, it is huge. That's exactly what I did. After that, I was like, I'm going to give myself a goal for December and let's see if I can crush it. And you were the first person that I messaged to say, holy shit, like I did that in December. How did I do it? I don't know. But it started with just the decision to just go after it. Who cares if you make it or not? Just decide to do it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of fear of, but what if I don't? And I'm like, well, then you'll be exactly where you are now if you have new learning. Like there's really no downside to not achieving your goal. You mm. just keep going. Mm. Love that. Okay, I awesome. I love what you're talking about with money goals because I think not everybody likes to set money goals, but the reason I do is because when I think about a money goal, I have to show up so differently the version of me I have to become to hit that money goal isn't just hitting the money. It's like, I have to create value to create that money. And so when I think of making a million dollars, I'm like, I'm going to have to not just make a million dollars of value because payment isn't exchanged equally. People pay you when they think that what you are getting them is going to be more valuable than the money. So I've got to make $5 million or $10 million of value for my clients in order to make a million dollars. And I don't think I would be thinking, how can I make $5 million of value if I didn't have this million dollar goal? So a lot more people are going to benefit because I have this goal. Oh my gosh. That is, you need to do a podcast episode just on that point. Yeah. That's like, it's not just one goal. Oh, you have. (laughs) I'm like, that specific tiny little thought is so huge and can be absolutely instrumental. Thank you for pointing that out. I share a lot of your episodes with my community, but that one I I have yet to listen to. So I'm going to go back to it. Let's talk about your content for a second. We're going to like change up the gears. Number one, in terms of the podcast, I mean, love it. How to take action. So simple, so straightforward. Love the branding. It was an inspiration as I rebranded my podcast recently. And I really appreciate your your feedback on that. So thank you. But my question is, if someone is new to your content and they want to, you know, just like start somewhere and I love how short they are and actionable they are, that you actually surprise me every time because every time I'm listening to one, I love the shortness, I love the action items, but you always take it to that next step and saying like, here's what you can actually do with this. You're not selling anything. You're providing value through those 10 minutes, which is one episode that you would recommend anybody starts with from your podcast? Yeah, I was listening to some this morning to try to remember like which one I would tell people to start with. Um, (laughs) Number five, it's episode number five and it's called If It Matters, Do It Daily. Mm. Mm. And it's all about 
my journey and how I started doing things daily and how it completely changed my life and how I recommend other people start on their own daily journeys. So this is the learning sort of obsessed person in me. I'm like taking notes while you're talking. I'm like, okay, I've got to go listen to episode five. Of course, I'm going to share it. And uh, this live will be repurposed on my podcast for people to listen to. And I will put it in the show notes and I will link it there because like sharing is caring. Before we go to the last, last question, I want to slide in one more about your content. I find it very refreshing. I don't know if that's because I'm like following the wrong people on, on social, but I will tell you that when I came across your content, as I mentioned in the beginning, it really was like, oh, this is like super interesting and unique. How do you think for someone out there who's trying to stand out and who's trying to share their messaging, but in a unique way and, and break through the clutter of social media, how do you think that you have managed to come up with this own customized, very personalized way of sharing your messaging? Yeah. Okay. So there's a few things that I noticed that I do that I, that I've like worked over the years and things that don't, but I, I don't see other people talking about this. So you're in for anyone. This is the secret. <laughs> okay. Like the magic pill. <laughs> there's no magic pill. There's no magic pill. But this is something that has really helped me. And it was said by Derek Sivers, who's an amazing minimalist entrepreneur. And he said, don't ever say anything unless it's surprising. So as in, obviously you can say things that aren't surprising, but if you're doing a talk or you're creating content, I try to make sure that everything that I say is like, huh, oh, oh, I never thought of it like that. I never want to just put out something that reiterates like, oh, we need to all not be perfectionists. Like we all know that. It's like, yeah. how can I put a twist on that? How can I show people how perfectionism might be helping them? Or how can I show people how a new way of thinking about how to get out of perfectionism? So I'm always trying to think of how can I create something that is surprising or, or gives the message with a twist. Mm. And I think that that's what my content kind of stand out. Do you come from a background of content creation? I used to be a social media manager. Yeah, but I mean, I was not for long. It's just like, you know, when I see your, specifically your infographics, it's always the same reaction that I get. I'm like, she's taken the most, such an obvious topic, but put such an interesting twist on it that makes you stand in, like stop in your tracks and stand there and think, oh my goodness, that's so true. It's like, she's talking to me just by simply creating this graphic and this concept that's so highly resonating. So yeah, I'm inspired. I'm inspired. Yes. <laughs> awesome. I'm super inspired by your content too. Oh, you're so kind. That's amazing. Thank you for saying that. I, I think that's why everybody, at least I know, when I share your content with my community or I reshare something to my stories or I share it with my, my mastermind, everyone is like, oh yeah, that like makes so much sense. And that's the beautiful thing about content creation. If you can resonate with someone and you don't even put yourself in most of that content, that's what I find fascinating. Like people think they need to show up. They need to be doing videos. They need to be like perfectly made up and doing certain things. You don't at all. You can just do what Sarah does and create your voice in a very unique way, carousels or graphics, or whatever works for you and still thrive and, and be super successful. So I love that example. Totally. Right, and right. what I mean is I, I've had a lot of people borrowing my content recently and <laughs> kind of using it as their own. And what I would say is, like, here's how to steal my content. Like I want to offer, like, if you're going to steal my content, here's how to do it. 
take an idea that I have and expand upon it and then share the expansion rather than the original idea. And that's how I also create content too, right? Like if I see something I'm inspired by by someone else, I'm like, oh, that's so good. Like, what do I think about that? And I'm going to share my thoughts, not their thoughts. Unless I quote them, of course, unless I'm sharing, you know, like Derek said this, like I did before. And like you steal from lots of different places and you amalgamate it to create your own, you create something new. But if you just take one person's idea because you love it so much, you never develop your voice. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I think my voice is strong is because I did blog every day for two years. I have been showing up doing this game for a long time. So it is unique now. So like that was what I would recommend. If you're going to steal, still do it well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, in the best way. That's brilliant. Because I think a lot of people confuse being inspired with just adopting as their own, which is not, it's like you say, it's not going to help anyone. It's definitely not helping them because it's not enabling them to find their voice, which will ultimately lead them to the results that they want. That's odd. I mean, I get it. I understand why people would do that with your content, but it's not cool. So don't do it, people. At least, at least quote the person. And this is how I found you, right? Like somebody had shared your graphic and said, this is such an interesting take on balance. It was the one with the four like balance options and how you relate to a balanced like life, life let's balance. say. Yeah. Yes. Like work and life a half half. It could be a whole mix of different ways that work life balance looks like. Yeah. Right. And so I resonated with your content, but I appreciated that she had shared it acknowledged you obviously and gave you and her that platform to share it. So that's the right way to do it. People give credit where credit is due. I love when people share the content. It's just different when you take a new routine that it's your own. But I think I understand also, like if you're somebody who's like, Oh, I might've done that to someone before. Like it's a beautiful thing that we're coming from. It's like, Oh my gosh, this is so good. I just want to share it. And it's like, but what's going to make it so valuable for you and your audience is if you like if you just share my content or you just, um, you know, routine to recreate strong, it or yeah. recreate it, then all you're doing is my brain gets better. My brain is getting stronger and stronger. But when you come up with something of your own, your brain gets stronger. I mean, when you like want to make an impact, you're going to make a bigger impact. So yeah, I like to think of it like your brains, your, my, I come up with all the answers. My brain gets better. If you come up with all the answers, your brain gets better. I love that. Even in, People stealing your content, you're offering value. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> okay, last but not least. People who want to take more action starting right now, tell us, tell us, tell them how they can find you, where they should hang out with you, what you offer. Tell them a little about, about your program and Absolutely. everything else. Yeah. So I help people take action through my program. It's called Action Academy and it's a group coaching program and it is the best thing. Everyone comes together and gets coached and you watch other people get coached who have the exact same issues. Even if people have different goals, everyone has got the same struggles. Like, I don't feel like doing the thing that I said I was going to do. Or like, I'm really confused about how I'm going to go after this big goal. So we work through all of those things. So if you want to come and join Action Academy, come to my profile. You can click to book a consultation with me. And if you're just interested in just finding out more about how to take action in June, go and listen to my podcast. It's called How to Take Action. And you can consume a ton of content. I get all of my content away for free. I don't hold anything back. The stuff that's inside my pay program is really just there to support the coaching. But everything is out in the world for free. I teach everything. So if you're somebody who just wants to consume lots of amazing content on how to take action, then you can always listen to my podcast. Mm, 
You're amazing. We are going to meet in person one day soon and it's, it's going to be a beautiful moment. It, it is. I can't wait. I can't wait to. Sarah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And I don't just mean today. I feel like we have such a great vibe and I'm really grateful because last year, about six months ago, I really put myself out there to find fresh, exciting and motivating people that I wanted like to surround myself with people that I admire and people that share my values. And so you're one of those people. And I'm so, so very honored to have you in my corner. Thank you again. Thank you, Leah. It's such a joy to know you. You're such a light in this world. Genuinely. If anyone's watching, you're my follower, go and follow Leah. And vice versa. Fabulous. (laughs) Thanks, Leah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Results Club. If you enjoyed it and found it insightful, I would love it if you could take a moment to write a short review, rate this episode, and even subscribe to The Results Club podcast. That way, other driven high performers just like you will be able to find it. If you'd like to find out more about how to achieve your ultimate results in life and business, head over to www.liathorovitz.com for information and resources on my coaching, upcoming retreats and masterminds, and so much more. If you're ready to see how coaching can help you, schedule a discovery call with me. I would so love to meet you and hear more about your story and how I can help you. See you next week.